You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. As always, I'm joined by my man, my hero, my inspiration in life, Mr. <laughs> Joe Coral. Yes, Technology genius. You forgot that one. <laughs> Right, techno whiskey. How are you, JC. big man? You're all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I did uh, the first mile of the lawn this weekend, which I feel good for. It's did you? like, uh, yeah, man. I went in early. It was beautiful weather. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to mow that lawn. And and you know what? I saw other people just take inspiration. That's yeah. what I love about when you know when you start mowing a lawn, right? You see, uh, you see other people just look out and go, oh no, I need to get out because otherwise it's a sign of laziness. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel better for it. I, I, I need to up my lawn game this year. I want to be embarrassing thing for you, right? I've never mowed a lawn in my life. Is that bad? Is that bad? Yes, it's bad, Joe. Yeah? Do you know as well, you could get like a really amazing lawnmower. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the... no, let me say, I mean, I talked about this before, and I, so, like, I don't want to cross podcast here, but I got the need, it's, it's the most aggravated I've ever been. I got my pants on. pulled down on a wide uh, lawnmower. I wish I'd gone wireless. I wish I had. Is, is it, I'd never had a lawn before. <laughs> I've got a, uh, and I've got, I've got Miss Sold, a guy, a guy called Lee who works at Homebase. I still sort of got a need with him. But um, yeah, I, I, that's the dream. I want to sit on like, lawnmower. Like you know a little mean? tractor type that, one where you can just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be the you know, nice. This is that, the thing, it? right? I mean, look, this is, we need to up your... That's one thing I want to work out, right? I think over like... Because like, we chat football and we're yeah. close base. We talk a lot. I think I need to, like, like, like everything, yeah, we're going to get onto your football career and saying it, but I need to up your DIY, how, because you're, you're retired now, Joe. You need to be doing these retired jobs. Mate, I fixed my gate the other day, right? And the pride that I've, it was like I'd like won right. the Premier League again for the first time. I felt so happy. I rung my mum and told her, like. <laughs> Mate, when you get to our age, JC, I, I, I create so offence. And I can walk on like clouds for like I, I can I walk and like and I'll tell everyone that I bump into for about a month. It's like oh mate, Chris, the fence just there, just like three weeks ago. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah, you need I'm, to get that into your life. I do, I do. You're right. I mean, like just start simple. I, put some pictures up. Yeah, that's another thing. I've never done that. It's bad, isn't it? Jeez, JC, terrible. Of that. When we're out right. of lockdown, I'm coming round, and we're going to do we're going to do a DIY version of this. And I guess today, when I bring him on, by the way, I, I'm, I'm he's a proper man. I, I, this, he definitely does he's DIY. A man. He, he's like, a man's yeah. man. And like when I bring him on, it's yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he has an amazing Premier League career. But it's the first thing I'm going to get stuck into with him. I I've met this guy before. I fancy the fact that he's done a little bit of DIY. And yeah, I'll be mortified and heartbroken if he hasn't. Yeah, I want to say too. it. Me too. I, yeah. Right, JC. You've gone viral again this week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's not weekly now. You're becoming like an influencer. A couple Don't. of weeks ago, uh, it was um, the Masala Gate. Yeah. And this week, uh, <laughs> an old quote from Stephen Gerrard has come yeah. out, where Stephen Gerrard said, Joe Cole is better than Lionel Messi. That was in 2010. And it's, it's for some reason, it's come up again, and it's just gone mad on, on Twitter. Do you remember him saying that? Uh, yeah, I do remember him saying it. Like, and I thought, fucking hell, Stevie must have had a lot to drink for that interview. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I think it's taken out of context. 
I think the original yeah. quote was he could maybe do things like Messi. Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. you could attribute to lots of players. Nobody's Lionel Messi. Do you know what I mean? I'll have a little chuckle about it. Um, but yeah, Stevie must have been on the heavy stuff, maybe the brandy or the whiskey that night. He, he did own a bar <laughs> outside of Liverpool at one point. He must have been, he must have had a great night saying that. But uh, yeah, no, I think, you know, do you know what I mean, Tom, right? Cause I'm, I don't do the social media. I do, the Instagram I've got and I pop in and out yeah. like, and Terry looks after it. So I only find out about these things before everyone else. Like the, 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 yeah. the Masala gate last week, like I knew when I said it, I've made a rick there. <laughs> They've definitely not yeah. named the most famous academy in world football after a chicken tikka, but I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> but I just couldn't stop myself. You know, I thought, but you know what? But you defended yourself with honour there. And, and in, in all fairness, Joe, as a big fan of yours, I can see the... Comp- and it's, we're talking, this is it said in 2010. That's a decade ago, you know. And arguably at that time, we didn't know the player that Lionel Messi was going to become. Do you know what I mean? It's still a... It, I will it, say this. I will yeah. say this though. Go on. For me, you are a better podcaster than Lionel Messi. Mate, no doubt about that, man. We've got him in the bag of me, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yo, are you ready for are you ready for that this week's guest? I can't wait for this week's guest. This week's guest he is, is a, a he's, premier. He's trouble, mate. I tell you, he he uh he give us more trouble. We 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 played in Europe, we played against some of the top strikers in Europe. But this man give my our Chelsea team. Nightmares. He was one of the toughest I think there's defenders who probably still have nightmares about this guy. Genuinely have nightmares about him. I remember, like, whenever we played, like, whenever West Ham played, any any time played against him, you you just thought, oh, mate. You you almost felt sorry for the people playing against him just just because what he brought to the game. And also, you sort of loved what he brought to the and his story. And and we're going to get into that today. So we've got a bona fide Premier League legend joining us. This yeah. gentleman's played more than 800 games in his career, which spanned over wow. an incredible 21 seasons. Played for Southampton, Blackburn, Bolton, amongst others. I want you to put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen. You might look bizarre doing this, walking down the street, or maybe you're in the sacred place of your own home. <laughs> but give some applause for Mr. Kevin Davies. Kevin, how are you doing? How are you, brother? I'm very well. How are you? Boys all right? I'm good, mate. Hello, Kevin. We're all right. Yeah. We're good. I'm good. Look, I'm good. Can I just Enjoy stop you there, Tom? Eight, 800 games? 800 games. Yeah. That's unbelievable, mate. That's, it, I think, yeah, I think it was. I think it was 800. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something like that. 22, 22 years, I think, yeah. Wow. So, and you, good slog. I mean, before we get into football, Kevin, we've just been having a chinwag, and I know you've, you've been privy to this. What, and, and like, I've put my arm out there. Are you a <laughs> DIY guy, Kev? I don't mind a bit, yeah. Don't mind a bit. Yeah. I had the drains up this weekend. Get all the drains ready. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, JC. Look at Kevin Davis. Yeah. 800 games talking, in his career. Talking about lawns as well. I went off on one last last summer. Yeah. We got a little strip of lawn. Had it redone, raked, topsoil, seeded. And I put all this sort of little, um, like a little wire all zigzagged across it. Bought an owl. <laughs> little pretend owl to keep the birds off. I went for it last summer. Like, well, mate. Now, I'd say it's. I'll tell you. Have you ever? This is this is getting away from football, but I'm going to just throw it in. It might get cut. Have you ever heard of leather jackets before? Nah, not for me. I had. Me. I had what they they're called leather jackets, but I had them on my front lawn. I had like you, Kev, put a little bit of work into the front lawn. Thought it looked amazing, and these like little bugs come in, and they eat away below your lawn, so ev- all your grass just dies. Just literally, I went out one morning and I thought the sun's got to that. That's crazy. The whole lawn had gone. It was absolutely bizarre. 
Um, what's the leather jacket got to do with it? Is this a football or a gardening podcast? Uh, is Charlie Dimmock coming on? Who's Cal on here? I'll tell you what. I might, start, I might get old Alan Titchmars on the, on the phone it. for next week. Get him on. Get him on. Change it up a bit. Right, Kevin. I mean, we, there's so much to talk about. Um, I, I, I think you first, the first time I remember you sort of coming to prominence was was at Chesterfield, the cut run. Um, what season, what, what would that have been? Sort of... 96, 97? 97, 98, that one, yeah. I think it was uh, Sean Dyche, captain. John Duncan, manager. Um, good squad of players. So I went there. It's, I got released from Sheffield United at the age of 16 when I left school, which was pretty tough. Dave Bassett was the manager and then Chesterfield just picked me up lead two. Um, went from there. I was in the first team after a few games. So I was quite, you know, for a 16-year-old, I was quite developed and tough. Growing up on the big council state in Sheffield, I could handle myself really. So I was always playing with the older boys and getting knocked around a bit. So, quickly in the first team there but brilliant squad of players and we got to that semi-final 2-0 up as you know measuring the suits up a little bit one stage and then it was against a great Middlesbrough team you know Ravinelli and Janino Emerson um, brilliant brilliant cup tie went to the semi which we unfortunately lost but that was a great great team we had there yeah Kev Kev burst on the scene at Chesterfield but it was um, with Southampton after that and, and he scored some goals was it Southampton after that Kev straight away yeah 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 it was um Again, that was kind of being thrust into the Premier League, 20 years old, going from League 2, League 1, where I sort of learnt my apprenticeship, really. Uh, you know, people like Sean Dyche in the dressing room, keeping yeah. you grounded. Great manager, was like a father figure. And, you know, two or three of us got decent moves off the back of that cup run. Um, and I remember going down to Southampton, packing my suitcase out of the loft kind of thing. Um, and signing Dale Graham soonest was the manager, actually, but left that summer. And then it was just a case of going in. And again, just unfazed by it all. Kind of back yourself, you know, the confidence in yourself. Um, you know, done it the hard way kind of thing and just hit the ground running, really did in the Premier League from, I think it was getting player of the month, yeah. goal of the month. There was one against Everton, which was live on Sky. You know, it really catapulted me into the into the limelight a bit, really, from a young age. So, loved it. But just, I remember going to like, you know, Chelsea and looking across and seeing Zolas and just pinching yourself a little bit under the lights. It was just amazing. I loved it. Loved every moment of it. Did you never feel, I mean, that's just hearing you there and, and like, it's such a different journey from, I think, like, especially sort of Joe and, and other people we've had on the book, but it's also the confidence that you've got there, Kev. I'm always just interested in the psyche to go, was there any, ever any doubt for you or was it like, no, nah, I'm going to smash this? No, I think, again, it was just coming from my upbringing, really. I wasn't afraid of anything. I think, when you, me and Joe have seen it when you've got a bit older and you've got experience and you've seen young kids burst on the scene and they're playing without fear, you know, they've not had the careers and the setbacks and all those kind of, you know, lacks of confidence and things. You just go and hit it. Um, and I think, you know, as a young player in Sheffield, a big city, I was, was always one of the better players. I always backed myself as a, a good player. I think obviously my game developed over the years with Bolton, etc. Um, but just, yeah, it just didn't phase me at all. It was a great squad again going into Southampton. Dave Jones came in as manager. You know, we had Matt Letizia in there. It was just unbelievable. We had a really good squad of British players and it was just a good, fun place to go and play every day. So, yeah, I had a great sort of first half of the season and then I think I picked up an injury around Christmas time against Man United. I think I scored the winner 1-0 and just the rest of the season struggled but went to Blackburn after one season there. So it's kind of, I think I was sold for 750 grand from Chesterfield to Southampton and then went for 7.5 million a year later. Kev, when you, um, you say like what an amazing group of like, you know, those sort of British uh, players you had in that Southampton team, obviously with Letitia included. Was it, what was the, what was the sort of, the team building, was it sort of like, were you out quite a bit? Was it sort of quite Fre- sort of... Friend of the show, Wayne Bridge. We need to give him a mention. I, I know they would have played together, wouldn't yeah, they? Bridgie, yeah, Bridgie, yeah. Yeah, Bridgie? Yeah, we, we um, there was, 
I think I heard Andy Townsend talking about there was, there was, you know, the drinking culture was still around. I think Wenger started to come in in the you know, late 90s, whenever it was, and started to make it a bit more professional. But we are still very much around at Southampton. You know, we used to have this, you know, drink on a Saturday. We lived on the marina, you know, at Carlton Palmer, David yeah. Hurst, some good sort of drinkers yeah. in there. Uh, and it's, it was literally an all-day Sunday. James Beattie came down, David Howes, they had a big £150,000 yacht on the water. Wow. You'd be out and about on that and <laughs> drink on a Sunday, you know. You come back to the apartments and there'd be people queuing up outside your apartment to get in for the Sunday night party and then train Monday morning, you know, it was kind of, that was a weekly occurrence. <laughs> and then I think we were young, you know, you come back on a Monday, you're home by one o'clock. It was kind of, what should we do today, lads? I had a couple of the younger boys living with me as well. You'd go down the bar and had a few beers. That'd be an all-day train Tuesday, a bit, oof. And, you know, Wednesday off and then prepare for the game. It was a bit like that, to be honest. And I was playing some, like, unbelievable football as well. It was crazy. But we, again, I think Andy was on about the team spirit that came with it. It was just brilliant, great squad of players. And I think the manager, you, you know, he knew what was going on, but he let us he let us go with it. He just built that team spirit. We had some great, Carlton Palmer, big character. Yeah, in there, yeah we know? had Carlton on here. And again, he could, he could have a full all day, you know, be dancing up and down poles two or three in the morning. And then the next day, but the front of the running, it's crazy how he did it. Is it do you, crazy, do you think that's that sort of side of it? And you, you talk about that as a young guy joining sort of like that sort of, I suppose, older sort of legends of the game. Do you think that's missing a bit now? Or do you think the game's better for it? Or, or where do you stand with that? I, I feel like pretty blessed that I had kind of half my career where that was going on. So probably till my mid-20s. So still early 2000, it started, you know, I went to Bolton 2003 and the science was starting to come, you know, afternoon training sessions. And, you know, maybe different for Joey, he was at some bigger clubs than me, where it's probably different to, to a Bolton and a Southampton maybe. But, you know, that was kind of going on. It started to fizzle out because, you know, the camera phones came, the attention in the papers. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't really get away with it as much. And I think, obviously, there's a maturity side of it as well. You get into your mid-20s. I had, I had kids on the way as well. You start to have to settle down a little bit and stop doing all that kind of stuff. And you can't do it anyway. The hangovers are terrible. Yeah. No, oh, it takes about a week Jeez. to get over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... But I think it was good for the the team bonding. You know, again, Sam at, at Bolton liked a, a night out with the boys, liked a night out with the, you know, the couples and things, and it just built that team spirit. I think it's vital, really. and I feel sorry for kind of the players now. Yes, they earn amazing money, but they couldn't quite enjoy it as much as we yeah. did. I don't think at the top level, yeah. the top level. So, did, um, Kev, you know your Bolton days. Would you say that that spell was was your peak years? Because that's where I have the, the image of you playing against us with Chelsea and. and you played off the right a lot of the times and it was just it like especially with Ashley, like you you just used to used to give Ashley nightmares, you know, and I've seen Ashley mark out Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, mm. I've seen him have them all in his pocket, all the greats, and 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 Kev really give him a lot of trouble. I mean, did you did you play on that? Because Ash, as much of the great things he was, he he wasn't able to sort of in the air, you were the boss. And you could run him also off, and he was physical. We, I just remember you giving us nightmares that Bolton team. I know Sam's very well organised in how he structures things, and it just it was. That, would, would you say that was your peak years? I think so. I think you know. I again, it was one of those. I left Southampton. Um, Two thousand and three, Gordon Strachan came in. For, I didn't play for a year. He just wasn't having yeah. me. Again, that was going to a bit of the drink culture when he came in on a Monday morning, he could smell the booze on the boys and he just clamped it down a little bit and I was one of the first yeah. to get fined and didn't hit it off really with him. So I knew I was on my way out there and Sam's had a bit of a habit of picking players up, you know, like a large Jew yeah. or someone who lost away a little bit. Um, so he took me on trial there and listen, I, I started every game the first season. 
player of the year, got to cup finals, we get into Europe and it just clicked. With through. Gordon think, though, um, you know, with, with Gordon, Kevin, what, what, how, how does that come about and how did you, because obviously you're sort of like flying at Southampton, you've done well at Black, you're Black, then you're back there at Southampton. How does that go about, mm. like, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're not playing and that, maybe that's not of your doing, the fact that the culture that you're, the culture's changing, maybe the managers come in. How do you deal with something like that with, with, with Gordon? It was tough really because I, I looked at the other players. There was a Brett Ullman rod. There was obviously James Beattie. When I came back from Blackburn, I had a year there and I signed a seven-year contract with Blackburn. But I did a year there. We ended up getting relegated. Rochester got sacked. Brian Kidd. It was just a horrible, toxic sort of environment, something I wasn't really used to. Um, didn't click, you know, the young boys, lots of new players. I hated it. Um, so when the chance came to go back, I, I jumped at it, went back and signed another two and a half, three-year deal, I think. So I, I loved the club and I didn't quite get to the heights of that first season with Southampton, but um, Gordon Strachan came in. We had Glenn Hoddle in there as well before. Um, he came in after Dave Jones. Again, very good tactically and stuff, but my management wasn't so great. Um, he left to Spurs and then Gordon came in and it was just from the day one. I think I took a two-week fine wage. And I think he's kind of made an example of me and put his rules down, put his stamp on things. And just, I think I played two games that year. It was tough. Got to the cup final, left out the squad. And it was kind of see you later kind of thing. So it was difficult. It was difficult. But uh, just, again, it was just, you know, back yourself to come back and do it. And I think I scored the winner for, for Bolton the following season, late on in the season. 2-1 down there. I bet that was sweet. Point, really, That's always sweet when you do that. Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't think I had a kiss of the badge as well. It's a bit embarrassing. But, uh... <laughs> no, but do you, do you... Does something like that? What I find interesting is is just that's what that one man, right? So you've got this great affection for Southampton. You played down there. You've gone down there twice, mm. and, and I've I know it's a lot of people down at Southampton. They're a great club. Does that does that leave a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth? Just that one guy and the way he's treated you is that? Then, then, does that have a sort of bearing on how you feel about the club, or is it just no? I just feel you know, no. Not about the club. I love the club. And listen, I'm listen, I'm living back down this way now, not too far away. Go back there for games and TV. I, it's a brilliant football club. And I think I'm quite blessed that all the clubs I've played for have been good, including Blackburn. It didn't work out for me that year. I've got nothing against them. Great football club. Jack Walker was amazing. Um, but, you know, some managers, you just face doesn't fit. And I think you kind of have to use it as a driver, really. And that's, if I'm working, you know, I'm a football agent now, so working with some of the younger boys. Or, you know, you're doing a Zoom chat with an academy at Bolton or Chesterfield, which I do. You just say, don't let one person's opinion affect yeah. you because it's one coach, isn't it? I remember being on the table with uh, Dave Bassett, who was at a big doing London HMV Awards or something. And Dave was across and there was all the old boys on there, you know. And he just went, I don't know, missus, he went, who? Who let you go? Who's the manager at Sheffield United when they let you go? I went, it was you, Dave. Like, right, and all, you know, there's all the boys. I'm like, ah. Kevin, you, I, I'm guaranteeing, right? You said that and then you had a good supper lager. Like, that was you. Oh, God, yeah. We had day, yeah. It was classic. It was classic. And he was like, well, it was the UT manager. I was like, it was John Dunbar. He was like, ready, ready. But, uh, you know, I don't hold grudges. I think I've seen Gordon... And a couple of, you know, it's just his decision. I've been a manager myself and seen a little bit not to that level, but it was his decision. I think I went to Black, uh, to Bolton and, and proved, you know, I had another nine, ten years in the But I mean, that, and, and, uh, like Joe says, I think, like, I think, I mean, I met, like, you know, I'm a football geek. I remember you at Southampton, but Bolton, as Joe says, 
you were playing at a time when, when some of the, you know, throughout your career, where you saw these great, great strikes, and you were sort of mixing it, and you, your name was being mentioned, and, and you were so hard to play against, and so, so I mean, I used to always, you were one of those players, that, as a West Ham fan, I was like, oh, he'd be great. I used to know I against West Ham, Yeah, I? oh yeah, you, crazy. Yeah, mate, you were crazy. I don't know if Joe's, I don't know what it is, people ask you, why is it you always score against them, or Villa, or, I don't know if Joe had a team, it's kind of, I don't know if it's Matty Upson who's like, oh, here we go, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> did you... He was like limping off after five Did minutes. you have that thing? Because, I mean, that first se- season, so you finished eighth, didn't you? A League Cup final, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, did, but did you relish that that playing for Bolton? And as Joe's saying about Ashley Cop, did you relish the fact that you're this hard guy from Sheffield, you've been through your knocks, and you did you relish the thought of thinking about a player, thinking, oh, fucking hell, I've got to, I've got to play against Kevin Davies, and he's going to... Did you love that side of it? I think so. I think it was a mentality that Sam brought to the club, I think. Um, it just kind of clicked. I ended up playing up top and then we had the likes of Jufi, you know, Stelios, Jorke, Focaccia in the middles, Campo. And we had some quality players mm. and we had a bit, we were tarnished with this route one. But I remember going in after sort of 10 games, having an appraisal with the club. And Sam Sad had amazing staff around him. You know, give us the best opportunity to be the best players we could be by stats. You know, we put pros on him, we yeah. would do nice pass, we would... The diet, you know, he, he was, the, you know, he wanted all this source of information to give us and him the best opportunity to succeed, really. So he surrounded himself with top people. Well, when he left, they all left to all the top clubs, but he created that. And we just loved putting, a, we loved a bloody nose, really. So Liverpool come in, Man United, Chelsea, you know, it, Man City came and we just top them, top them was one we used to just bully. Yeah. Um, and Sam loved it. Sam loved it on the sidelines and, you know, he'd be in the dressing room saying, you know, he's going to put the marker down. And he'd be sort of staring at me a little bit, or, or Kev Nolan or someone, you know. And we just, we loved it. We loved that underdog mentality. Yeah, I, how much did Sam love it, Kev? <laughs> I used to. I'm just thinking now things <laughs> that have just. I remember you against Arsenal. It was like it must have been you, the mindset of your team, as opposed to the mindset of that Arsenal team, particularly after 2006 when they started to go really technical and. You just used to bully yeah. them, didn't you? It was like I remember having a little chuckle to myself on match of the day, just thinking that. Bolton have at it again. They just like they they had Arsenal in the palm of their hands, and Wenger will be pulling his hair out, and Sam will just yeah. be chuckling next to him. He just, they just couldn't deal with you, could they? Arsenal, your record must have been good against them. It was particularly at home and Liverpool as well. Around the time, it, you know, he had the battles with Julier and Wenger. He he loved it as much as we did, and I think you know, give us a bit of credit. Cause we could play yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, we had players, good in there, players, mate. Play very good football, players. But, yeah, uh, Kevin Nolan, I played yeah. with top. But I think you look at it. Oh, okay, yeah. But when you look at the fixtures and you look around, you know it's going to be winter time or Tuesday night in Bolton. The weather's terrible, yeah. and you look at them, you think, mm, "Are they really fancying it?" Because they lost that spine mm. off, didn't they? You know, Vieira, Petty, Adams, Keo, You know that horrible, yeah. Yeah. tough, gritty one-nil team. They lost yeah. that. They never replaced it. Have they? Really? So we we played on that. We loved it. But when you say about that that roughness and the sort of like, you know, you had that, you know, and, and I think I think as well, you sort of. I think I think you as a player, Kev, is you sort of it's a disservice to talk about you. You know, you could have it, yeah. But technically, I remember watching you a number of times, and you actually, you know, you touch and 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 you go into a place where you're playing with JJ Okocho, who for me, I remember seeing him for PSG. I remember sort of seeing him for Nigeria. What like, I remember him being buzzing, him signing yeah. Yuri Jorkev. You know, when we talk about that, how, how what was the secret of getting those guys? Joe Kiff was the key, I think, and Sam's, you know, still in touch with Sam and seeing a few, uh, you know, presentations from him. Joe Kiff was the key, he's the first big one on the hook, and I think rather than bring him to Bolton, no disrespect to Bolton Town Centre and, you know, the new stadium, he, he went to meet him in Paris, did a fantastic presentation. Obviously, the money was pretty yeah. good. 
sold him the dream. You know, I think we had a decent training ground was being built. So, you know, we were on the way up really and he bought into it. And I think Sam, again, got him and then it was a case of the others following suit. Yeah. Campo, you know, Very some clever. of the players you named there, brilliant. But we had a we had a little core of the British sort of mentality in there as well. But I think it, we, Nakata came. We had all these players. Um, Jardel came in from South yeah, America. Yeah. It's crazy. At one time we had about eighteen different nationalities, but everyone had to speak English, and we all got on and we worked hard for each other. It was a great squad, and I think you know the players that have won major you know tournaments. Stelios won the Euros. Oh four came back. We all like ah, oh, brilliant. You know. And we just had a real, like, really tight connection within the group. And when Sam left, that kind of all just started to, to go downhill and you see where they are now. Really. How was the culture shock for them, though, when they signed for Bolton? How was the, like, <laughs> was there... They loved it. Honestly, yeah, they loved it. They loved it. I think, you know, JJ came and you could see he had all his washing up in the trees and in the back garden <laughs> and everywhere in the house. And I think people just loved, because we created this, like, environment. And Sam had, you know, player liaisons who just took care of houses and schools. And the boys were just allowed to get their head down and concentrate on football. So you see some players taking a bit of time to settle. We, the players just hit the ground running. We had a brilliant sort of team spirit and Sam sort of managed that and the staff and the players all got on and we had, you know, social at the right time. And we just, it was just a great work ethic. You know, we played hard and we worked hard together kind of thing. Kevin so. alluded to it there when he talks about player liaisons and settling in. Can I tell you a story about when I signed for um, Chelsea? We talk about transition of eras. Um, I signed on the same day as Verón, <laughs> and um, he got. We had a we had a masser called Hamzy, um, who used to be a he was a black cab driver as well. So they sent him to Heathrow Airport to pick up Verón. So he thinks he's being picked up. Oh, going to London Club, black cab driver. He's going to drop me off at the station. So he's Verón's. Me and Verón are going to the in into the training ground. Then he's gone off and asked about. <laughs> To the physio, like oh, I've just done a bit of work. Can I have a bit of a massage? So he, if Ron's thinking it's going to be some geezer, the fuck, he, he's the black cab driver's turned up to massage him. He's like, he's come from Laxia, where they probably got about ten masses. Uh, Chelsea was very, at the start of the thing. Chelsea was so like Harlan. I remember when I started, we had to um, we had to leave the training ground at, at 2 o'clock because the the local hockey team was taking it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're taking the pitch to train. I, I swear, and I'm looking out thinking, there's Marcel Desailly, and there's like Juan Veron, and we've all got to get off because some geezers from Hayes are playing in the local <laughs> hockey league. It's mental. But, so uh, Chelsea had none of that. I'll tell you a taxi one. I've got, I got, I got a good one on a taxi driver as one as well. I think we'd, uh, I think we'd be up for the PFA Awards Saturday, Sunday, all day, you know. And Monday morning, it's like, get a cab back to Southampton. I was like, you know, seven o'clock or whatever it was, you're like, oh, this, this guy picks me up and he's, you know, he looked like he's been on like a three day shift. He was like giving it all this. <laughs> and we're down the M3 and he's like, giving that one. I'm like, <laughs> I think we're in like a D, D- Rage Astro or something. And I'm like, okay, look, I see you're all right. Like, yeah, yeah. So we're in for five minutes. I gonna, so I went, do you want me to drive? <laughs> Pulled onto our shoulder, got in, put the seat back, went to sleep and I drove the taxi into, into the bed. I'm going in like this. Like, I've been on it all weekend. <laughs> And I'm saying to the boys, watch this. And I pulled in like this. And they're like, he went, that's 60, 70 quid. I went, you haven't had it. I drove this taxi all the way back. I was like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Those were the days, eh? Those were the <laughs> days. But like, stories like that, I mean, I love anything like that. But, but who, was your, who, was, who was the best you played with at Bolton, Kev? Who was your favourite? I think JJ in terms of ability, I think... I mean, I'm, I remember going pre-season and in the little five-a-side, you want to be on the same team as him. So you could just... 
make it look stupid. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't see the ball and he was passionate. He'd be like, you know, don't worry, Kev. But just a really humble guy yeah. as well. He was, he was a captain, and but, but strong as well. You couldn't knock him off the ball. Uh, but great guy, you know, we had a bit of snooker after training, a bit of pull and a bit of darts and stuff. Just a top guy. But in terms of ability, he was class. And obviously, an elk who came in as well, another level of a striker. And, you know, he's coming in, you're thinking, is he taking my place? But, you know, I got shifted out to the right a little bit or he played off the left. Him and uh, Jufi, we had a we had a good sort of setup of players, really. So we had some good ones. Hierro came in, but again, great with the young players and coming in and just passing on all that yeah. knowledge. Some some great characters. Campo, Campo would turn up every pre-season, big time, you know, curly <laughs> hair, putting on about half a stone, right? Like, you know, this is what pre-season's for kind of thing. It's, it's good, it's good fun. <laughs> with, with you, Joe, who was the one when you signed for Chelsea where you look at now? I mean, what was it like? Because Veron... One was a remarkable player for like Argentina uh, and, and over in Italy. He was, he was he was a real. Quality. What was that like with with you when you signed on the same day as him? Oh, I mean, it's, listen, I was a, I was, I was an afterthought. Chelsea was signing everyone, and um, Veron was a big signing. And um, Veron turned up with like four or five Italian agents who looked like they was in Reservoir Dogs, like all the gear on, <laughs> shades. And I'm there with me old. You just got a big tail. <laughs> no, Big Tell weren't on the scene then. Um, but I was, with, I, was, I was with the old man and um, he just turned up in a, in a like a, a tracksuit. And like, you know, West Ham was, you know, press, there was, press conferences were, wasn't a thing done at West Ham, I don't think. You know, if, if Harry, if you spoke to the journalist, you sat down in the canteen with him and Harry just brought him in and sat you down and you had a cup of tea and you had a chat. And then it was actually, I think it was one, apart from England, it was like my first press conference at a club. So it was just, I'm just sitting there. I might as well have been the fella making the, bringing out the waters or the, or the teas for the people on, because that was all questions for Verón. And, uh, but he was, a, he was, a, you're right, he was a remarkable player. But what, what, a, what a gentleman as well. What a lovely guy. And uh, I see him when I was playing for Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, he, we played a friendly against his team about it must have been two years ago and he was coming out of retirement at like 42 at Independiente in Argentina I had a good chat with him then but um yeah great guy for Rom and a, one of one of the best players I've trained with it just didn't work for him in England but one unbelievable ability was anyone like that at Bolton who it didn't quite work for because it sort of everyone felt like they were you know successful and it, there was a you know was anyone it didn't quite one of your boys Vaste Vaste oh, yeah. didn't yeah, he's, he was like, I mean, I was looking back when you went, won the playoffs with Big Sam, was it 2012? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was in Vegas with his wife and not just with his wife, but with my wife as well. <laughs> 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 Revelations! <laughs> the hell of a, the hell of a <laughs> mission. Who's the world? No wonder he didn't do well. Bloody hell. Well, no wonder he got rid of you there, Kev. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, Lynn pacing around the pool and I was winding up saying, is like a penalty gone in? And she was like, no, we had a, we'd just been relegated, so it wasn't great for, for Bolton, but uh, we had a couple of glasses of champagne when Astey scored the winner, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he did. Tell but he was, he was one of those who were the best, he was the best in training. You think, oh, yes, you see it. Didn't quite get the run in the team there, um, but I think he'd done a right few boys, didn't he? He was okay, he was okay. I mean, he's got that moment. Yeah. Some people just have those iconic moments with Big Sam, though. I mean, would you say that that, was a strength for you for Big Sam? Was it that man management or was it the team management? What was yeah. the thing that really... Man management, yeah. I think 
just little things that he, you know, the appraisals every 10 games, you'd go in and you'd have all this. It's, what he did is, we had like, you know, the team photos at the start of the season, they'd be like 25 staff, like 22 players. He's just surrounding himself with the best people. We had guys coming in who were giving us all the acupuncture and beetroot shots, which people were talking about three years ago, we were doing, you know, all the oil, fish oil tablets, the strength, the power that we were in the gym. Mm. You know, it was all kind of unheard of. The, the pro zone, the stats came in and he could slap it on your, you say, that's why you're not playing or that's why you're playing. It's, you come out of an appraisal, you say, look, you've been involved in 78% of the goals or whatever. And you think, oh yeah, I'm not bad actually. Yeah. Just feel like, get, you know, just little things. His man management was superb. He, he would come into his own towards the end of the week, you know, Thursday, Friday, tactically start moving us around. He had Phil Brown, uh, Phil Brown, Sammy Lee doing a lot of the coaching during the week, but tactically then he'd start to come in his own on the training ground. But, just good fun, you know. You'd have met him, I'm sure. Great, great company. Yeah, great yeah, on the social. I've, I've met him at some but, you know, Yeah. Yeah, he's, got, he's up against it this season, though, isn't he? It's a, a tough one there. It's, it's, what, were, mm. what, were the, what were the team talks like? Were they, were they calm? Was he a calm, you know, because like you say, he's up against it now. And But, but what, you know, was he fiery? Was he sort of like chilled? How, how did he go about it? wasn't too bad. I can't think, there's not too many. I think it's one, you know, the next day when you've underperformed or something and you're in the analysis room and he comes in, you could just see you're like, oh God, someone's going to get it kind of thing. And he'd let rip, and he just, he did it at the right time really. But other than that, it was just a good place to go in and work every day. He gets the best out of you. The staff, you know, everyone was in it together. He'd bring all the surrounding staff in around Christmas, Christmas grottos for the kids and presents. Just felt a good place to work every day. That's why I didn't want to leave, really. You know, it's just a good I love book. the thought of Big Sam dressed uh, as uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who yeah. was the club, Joe, for you that you had that? Do you think that was Chelsea for you that, that you had that sort um, of? Yeah, I think it was, Tom. And I think it's, it goes down to the fact we was all, I think the age of us at the time, we were sort of early 20s to mid 20s. Well, I was there seven years when I so right away through my 20s. So you had that camaraderie because you, you, you know, we you're out and about and doing it, you know, and you're in London and it was it was great and we all was winning things and it just, you know, like you, it's, it's similar to Bolton in the sense that you had a few good young young lads, English characters, and then you had all these great foreign talent coming in. You brought them in, but you had that core and you brought them in. They under, they understood what it meant at the club at the time, out of you know the standards that had to be there on the pitch. But we also had good time off it. But early on at West Ham. That was, I loved all of it to be honest. Even to bloody Tampa Bay Rowdies at the end of it was like a great, that was probably the best social time. It was fantastic. Living on, uh, <laughs> in, in, like, I loved it, mate. I loved all, all my team, all my team. The only time I struggled to settle within a group of players was what was it, was at Liverpool, mate. And I don't know why that is. I just didn't click with, I didn't have a place in the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? It was a weird one, really. Yeah. Uh, that's the only club I've been to where I haven't. Settled. Even when I was in France, C- couldn't speak a word of the language, but I had a well of a time. Do you know what I mean? They just, you know, proper <laughs> Del Boy, like proper Del Boy French was going on there. Let me tell you, it was all sorts of <laughs> popping off. You didn't get a French accent, did you? Um, no, I didn't. No, I, 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 I tell you what, I did do. I had a, a local cafe I used to go in every day and um, Bit of geezer, mess about with the geezer, like a bit of French, like when I'm ordering me croissant or my coffee or something, and like, and he's like, Oh, you're learning, good game at the weekend, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I got, as a, my mate come over, and as the months went on, I said, Listen, 
when he cut, I've told him I'm fluent in French in six months. So when I come in, <laughs> I'm just going to say every word I say in French. You just say some French words back to me for about five minutes. And um, he was like, so I'm just waffling, saying everything, you know, counting and like, my mates go, fucking hell, you speak French in six months. Fucking, I didn't, I, I thought you was thick. You've done it. You've cracked it. <laughs> and so my pal was like, he left, we left the cafe. And my pal's thinking I'm a fluent in, in French. After six months, <laughs> it, was, it was good. Yeah. It was only the Liverpool dressing room I didn't settle in. So I don't know why. One of my favourite things, like looking at your career as well, Kev, is like throughout the seasons you played there, I think you were like the most foul player, uh, the most fouls given against you and the most foul player like yeah. at the same time, right? Something like that, yeah. I, I don't know, that just... I, I, that's just a side that kind of evolved and all those sacks came out. I guess it's just the nature of the the way that I played really, I was physical. I like to compete. I like to, you know, I, I remember playing against Joe was saying there, John Terry I used to love the battles against him. You know, he went off on the stretcher once and stuff and, but we'd have a beer afterwards, you know, he'd give me some boots for the charity yeah. to run and stuff. And it was great. Whereas you go up against the village and he'd scream a little bit when you hit him or something and won't shake your hand after yeah. the game. It was a bit kind of like that. So I liked, I liked, you know, I guess that's going back to the Chesterfield days, league two, league one, you know, you have a good, battle on the pitch, have a few beers with the opposition and you're on your way kind of thing. So I guess I miss that kind of that kind of camaraderie yeah. or the battles and stuff. And I just I just carried on doing it, I suppose. But um I just I don't know, the tackles, the, the physicality, I had picking up injuries, I had a few fractures along the way, you know, played with a broken cheek, broken hand, broken toe, broken ribs, just carried on. I loved it. So threshold for pain was pretty pretty good, I think. Who was the who was the <laughs> toughest centre half like uh, you played against? I, I think John Terry again. Mm. I think um, it was just a battle. I mean, it's two proud men going at it. I think mutual respect. Um, so I always enjoyed that. I think Gary Cahill played with in training at Bolton. He just wanted just became strong and tough. Um, had a brilliant career as an old Gary Cahill. Yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was right, he right. was tough and he trained like he played. You know, he had a few collisions on the pitch where you think, oh, one of us is going to come worse off. But that's the way he was. Yeah. Um, just ambitious to get to the top. So, yeah, I think John, John, I loved it. I loved the battles with John. There were, there were some good ones. Do you, how much, like when you're training and you've got players like you, Kevin, and, and when when it comes to someone like yourself, Joe, how many players, like, how many, in training, do you get players who, who really are like, you're like, oh, fucking hell, he's off. It's training, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's, do you have, did you have that a bit of Chelsea? In terms of what players believe, putting their like foot in? Like giving it, smashing you up, at, yeah, putting yeah. Their foot up, putting you up Matt, in the air. I, I think it's a, um, I think it's a must for any successful team. Tom, I think of, now I've finished my career, I look back at the, the teams that were successful relative to what, relative to what was, you know, for instance, like Chelsea could win the league, you know, when I was in Lille, uh, Lille and teams, relative to where they could do success, what success was, one of the things that was non-negotiable was like, Training was a bit naughty at times, especially all the all the successful teams. Players left their foot in; it got heated. There was a little bit of argy bargy, and the teams were a bit milky and a bit flaky. Training was a bit wishy washy as well, mm. and it weren't like that, you know. So, um, yeah, I'd say that I'd I'd say I'd say probably my Chelsea team was was the toughest uh, in 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 that sense. Yeah. So, referee wise, Kev, did you have any? <laughs> bad what your relationships like with the referees did you get on with them were you what was your best one what was your worst one I get on better with them now I see them now they're all oh god you're a, you're a hard work you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my worst was Clattenburg really Clattenburg oh god he had it in for me and uh, 
I felt I became a bit personal with him. Really? I was always getting yellow cards and he was booking me. I think it stemmed from a game, one of my first few games at Bolton, I was getting kicked up in the air and eventually gave a foul to me. I went, woo! (laughs) (laughs) And he went, bang, yellow. And I was like, all right, okay. From that moment on, I scored a late winner against Fulham. I think we we got the good times had gone. We were starting to, you know, it was Megson era, kind of going call era. And I scored a late winner, got above Angle, and it was a, your size, Tom, and scored. And it was like, oh, it had taken us up like six six places away. And he, he disallowed it for a shove. And I was like, you know, it was my, I think it was my 300th game for them or something. So I had kicked off about him after. And I got sent to a hearing. Um, I think it was at Man City's ground. There's two or three of us in there. We misbehaved or whatever in front of a panel, like, sorry, you know. Shouldn't have said what I said. It was a slap on the wrist, 20,000 fine or something. And then I seen him in Linicus. We were on a, it was, I think it was, when was the American World Cup? Mm. We, were, we were all in Marbella. Yeah. Um, and someone said, Cla- we were in Linicus, someone said, Clattenburg's, you know, where? <laughs> and he'd been on it. And he was there at the bar, got him in the headlock, and messed him with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> what did he do? What did he do there? He was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> Oh, I love that. He's always there messing with coffee. I love the fool that he's probably setting his tab because someone's going to be Kevin Davies is in here. He's like, oh no. Oh, get a little jab in the ribs. Get in here. <laughs> have, you, have you seen him <laughs> since? Not really, no. Not really. Just get the yellow and move on. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> that, must have been, that must have been up there with any goal you've scored. Oh, God, yeah. I was like, well, where is he? <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd love to have been there for that. That's maybe my favourite story, the Linicus story. Uh, <laughs> Linicus one, can do it? Just the Plus, thought of yeah. him leaving there, just all his arrows. <laughs> Imagine being a ref. Like, how can you go out to places? Because you must have upset everyone at some yeah. point. Do you know what I mean? Like, other I fans. I think he loved it, didn't he? He, he loved did, it, yeah. Krattenberg did. Yeah. Because yeah. even, even fans, if they saw him, there's not anyone yeah, getting a picture I mean. of Krattenberg. Oh, yeah. he loved yeah. it. Right, yeah. Kev. One of mine and Joe's favourite bits of the show, what really happened. Okay, so the big one we've had for you is um, your time at Bolton, uh, your running feud with, you basically had a single man running feud with Man United, right? You got on the wrong side of Fergie, wrong side of Evra. Um, <laughs> Evra's, um, Patrice is someone I know, I, I, I know him really well, Patrice. But, and I find him a lovable guy, but then I've had this, this, this is my favourite quote, I had more bad tackles in that game that I've had in my entire career. His first tackle on me should have been a red card. It was the same last year when Davies kicked me. I said to him, why do you tackle like that? And he said, it's because I don't like you. <laughs> that's, 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 that's quite politely put, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know whether Patrice bless him as, as, as sort of like, I, I'd imagine there was a bit more fiery language than that. I don't know. I just, that one seemed to just evolve. I think there's always Bolton Man U is always one of the first to look for, you know. And I think Fergie used to play all the games and we just we just fired up for it. We know what it meant to our fans. And between me and him, I don't know if it's seems quite small. He beat me in the air once and it pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Something must have wrote me into and I've I've seen a couple of the tackles and they weren't the best tackles, but it just it just carried on into every game. I don't know I don't know how, but I did see him um we were on a night out in Manchester with a few of the couples and things and we were in this bar and he started walking in. I was like, Oh, here we go. He had a few of his boys around him. I just blocked. So he couldn't come in. I went, you're not coming in, mate. Like, you know, trying to be all, I mean, I'm not joking. I'm not that, you know, I'm a nice guy. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Have a beer. He had one beer and left. I think. But, uh, 
I, listen, I, on the pitch and off the pitch, I think I'm two different people. I, I think most people think I'm a decent bloke off the pitch and stuff. But on the pitch, you know, it's, you know, especially those derbies, you've just got to give your all, haven't you? And it gets a bit feisty. I think he only had three straight reds and about 150 yellows. So if over 800 games, it's not too bad, <laughs> as if you think about no, it. But you did, you, did you set out in those games to go, like, you know, you say about that, I mean, when you're playing up against Ashley or Patrice, and you're playing yeah. off the right there a bit. Did, did you set out thinking you're in for it now? I mean, we, I think you've got to set. You've got to try and. Set, I mean, Sam would always be kind of. You know, someone's got to set the tone, and he'd be probably staring at me a little. But there's a tackle against my best tackles against Man City after about four seconds from the kickoff live on Sky. Kicked off, bang! It's gone to collar off, and I've gone like a train. Got the ball, everything's gone up in the air, and it's just you know that's setting the tone for the game, isn't yeah. it? Against they've got better players than you, they're earning more money than you. You've got to upset How much does that have, I mean? have a bearing in it? The money, for, because I, I remember last year the guy um, who played in midfield for Arsenal. He's now he's at Hertha Berlin. I can't remember his name. It's terrible, me. But uh, actually, it's not terrible because he's you know he's, he's clearly a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> uh, but, uh, he had a go at the Brighton players and uh, oh, the Gwen Doozy. Is there a bearing? Gwen Doozy. Is there a bearing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Gwen Doozy. So is there a bearing there, Kev, with that as a player that you think yeah. Like fuck you, you you're getting paid this. You're gonna you're gonna earn that fucking money today. Not really. I, for me, it was never really about the money. I think you know paid pretty well, not as well as Joe probably, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not just on the pitch. Kevin Davies could be pretty fucking brutal off it. I'm glad I'm 300 miles away from Kevin, not having to play against him anymore. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Do you know what we'd say? Can I just stop? Just to jump back quickly with Eric Kev talking about the referees because I got better Wi-Fi though. Yeah, you definitely have, mate. Definitely have. 100. Um, percent um, when on. we used to play against Kev, like we, I me- I, all these things came back to me. And I remember because of the way he played, he's so competitive. He fought for everything. Like hence the reason he got fouled or they got, you know, he's hustle and bustle. And he was a quality player. You don't play that many games without having great technical play. But he was such a competitor. So it often was in the games we played against. If you got into the ref earlier, I remember saying to the ref a couple of times, "Listen." Be careful of him. Do you know what I mean? Like being a bit slippery, I was. <laughs> first tackle, first tackle. He'd set the tone. It go up, and if you got the free kick, and Kev got booked or got like, you know, you you know what I mean? It's all them little little gamesmanship the referees. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, so, so like, I, going back to like Matt and the Man United thing, Fergie was the cleverest of all of them, wouldn't he? So he knew he the was, threat yeah. Kev imposed. And if he would have allowed him to impose his game, the ref would have allowed him to be physical, then it's a real long night. But if the, like, I know. If Kev would have played in the Champions League, he, like, or, or international football, he'd have had to have adjusted the game and he would have done because he's quality. But he couldn't have played the Premier League during the sort of the noughties, the late nineties and the noughties. It's a different beast to it was now. Do you know what I mean? I've been at a few functions with Fergie and stuff and he's been moisy and all the managers yeah. there and it's, how you doing, how you doing? Fergie just walks past me. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there still, is there, because that's, that's crazy yeah. that, so, because, so obviously there, there was a bearing, but it still continues now. There's, it's still not water under bridge. Last time I saw him, yeah, yeah. We've got good friends who, friends of his and stuff and he's like don't speak to me about that boy oh you know kind of thing <laughs> and, uh, right, listen I, I, you know we, we had to do what we had to do to try and win I think you know there, of course there was one or two tackles you know that f- 
you know, they have to happen, don't they? You know, it's kind of, that's the way it goes. But uh, he was, like you say, Joe, he was, the, he put something in the press the week yeah. before the referee's got to be he strong. He was the master. The master. You know, just, just, yeah, it, it protects his players. You go into Old Trafford and you have to take it down a notch, don't you? Because you know you're going to end up getting yourself sent off Matt, or something. Do you, so. you wear that as a bit of a badge of honour, Kev? Because it's like, it's a number of years after that, after sort of like you'd have played against him and like, you've like had such a, I mean, mate, you think of Alex Ferguson, arguably the greatest manager that the Premier League's ever seen, right? And he's still in this, you still got causing enough of a headache for him still to be like, um, no, he's still well. Like, <laughs> there's like, there's not many people who he's still like, like that about. That must be, that's a hell of an accolade in a sense. Yeah, that is a, that, where that with pride, where that with pride. You would have dented him. Yeah, backhanded sure. compliment, yeah. eh? Yeah. You say about um, England, because you got an England call-out. It was quite late, wasn't it, in your... Yeah. Was that, but that was under, yeah. talking to managers. Now, this is one that Joe's, Joe is one of my favourite things, actually. Joe's quite out, outspoken about this guy, Fabio Capello. Um, so you're 33. Mm, I heard Joe talking about the breakfast one. I had the same thing going down the first morning. Yeah. And no butter for the toast. And the, the chef's like, you're not allowed it, you're not allowed it. I'm like... What, you know, put Nutella on it or something. I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know. It's kind of... And listen, I, I only had the one week of it. You must have hated the weeks that it was like a military camp, wasn't it? It was kind of everyone yeah. regimented. Yeah. Don't get up for dinner until the captain gets up and yeah. in your rooms. <sighs> but, you know. How, how did you find it being there, Kev? Like, I loved you know, we, it. We talk about, like, like, did you settle straight in with, like, the... the the lads on the basis that you are a guy who's who's playing, you know, playing for Bolton and winding them up and did it. Did it yeah. has it worked with international football? Well, this is actually a bigger question as well for you, Joe, I guess. And this is the thing I find interesting as an England fan. I travel watch England. Like when you sit together and you come together and like as clubs and stuff and like Kevin, you, you're coming in there and Ashley Cole's there and you might have knocked Ashley Cole. You've had, you know, you say about do those club rivalries? Do they sort of like spill into England quite a bit? Um, or well. That's a good question. We got, I got asked this all the time. And at the time, I didn't feel it because, I mean, you know me, Tom, I, I was very much, I'd mix with everyone. But now looking back at it now, there was definitely, you, any work you go to, you, you tend to gravitate to people you enjoy being around or you know yeah. you've got history. And that's the same with football and footballers. So it's, it's normal for it to be clubs. But now I'm looking back, the rivalries were so intense Chelsea and Manchester United and mm. Liverpool, it was fragmented. And that's, I think, the strength in this team is they're so spread out. You've got the Man City boys and the Liverpool boys, but I watch them after the games now. And whatever the result, they're doing the, that, the soft, the, you know, the talking with Vine and Mount, you know, and they're all hugging yeah. and kissing. And, you know, I, I was watching the game the other day and someone, I think it was the Chelsea game, and, and Rashford's run over and he's run into the stand and looked like he might hurt himself. And then as Pulaqueta was like, all oh, right, you're right, mate, you're right, away." I'd have been going, oh, good, and I hope you've dirt yourself there. Do you know what I mean? We was a lot nastier. <laughs> we was just nasty. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nastier sort of more confrontational. Now the lads, is, I feel like it's more nice. And we're all better humans for it. It's better mm. to be like that. But we, looking back, going back to the England thing, I didn't think it at the time, but with hindsight, there was a lot of in, um, animosity that was probably underneath the surface. But I was just... To be honest, well, I was just enjoying myself. And I who did like, you enjoy it under most, Joe? Which which Sven? Manager? You'd have loved you Sven. Sven was Sven got it. I, I've been openly critical, but Sven gave me most of my England caps, Kevin. He um, mm. so you know, you know, any manager that plays you and likes you, and 
you you like and I love. And but looking back, we talked about the Gerard Lampard thing before in the pod. Tactically, we was very one dimensional, and you can't be like that in the national mm. football because we we you needed to hold playing in that heat in tournaments. You need to hold the ball, so we needed a system better to c- control the possession. So I think his man management probably like how you said Sam was was spot on. And but mm. tactically, I think we just fell down a little bit. But um, Capello just completely misread the situation. I think Capello come to England, and he f- his perception of English footballers was we was going to turn up for England on the Monday or the Tuesday, and we would have be going out on the piss for two nights. And do you know what I mean? We was all mad. None. Of, we would all be mm. overweight. I can just tell we coming because all these rules were just like ridiculous, like the you know the no mm. butter and the you know, most of the lads by the time he come in were, were absolute model professionals. And it actually worked mm. against him because the only thing to do, I felt, at the 2010 World Cup was to go to the gym. There was nothing else to do. So the lads were getting so bored. Everyone <laughs> was down the gym, lifting weights, all that. And I never went to the gym, as you could probably see. <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, it's all like, it was just so horrible to be around. It was just, you have to, in international football, you have to. I think it's important. You have to understand what it's like to to be away and the different personalities, and just try and get a just try and get happy camp. Yeah. The players are great. Give yeah. them a good system, way of playing, and make it a happy camp, and you're halfway there. Harry Redknapp. That's the biggest. The, the fact that they didn't give the job to Harry in 2012 is probably the, the biggest mistake the FA has ever made. He would have been tailor made yeah. for international football. Right now, onto some serious business. Predictions times, Kev. This is the oh, big one. Yeah. So, frustratingly, JC, you won last week 2 1. Correct. I'm going to Chelsea, run. Man United. Yeah. You said a draw. Yeah. And you said Man City would beat West Ham. Let me, by the way, big shout out. And I, you know, but West Ham, I thought, put in a hell of a performance against Man City. Brilliant, mate. I did the game for BT and I thought yeah, that I watched, was excellent. I watched, and I, could, the, the, I couldn't praise him enough. And David, David, Kevin, and he's staffed. What a job they've done, and the and the players mainly. Obviously, it's always the players. But what? Mm. It's so exciting, Tom. And West Ham fans should be excited. We're all excited. I can't wait. I mean, love to see. Imagine Barcelona coming there next London Stadium. <laughs> oh, just a <laughs> shame it ain't Upton Park, see, mate. Imagine Lionel Messi turning up Upton Park back oh, in the mate, day with a chicken run, <laughs> and they could like, touch him. Imagine a chicken run. Oh, mate. Oh, unbelievable. Mate. I love that. Um, right. Okay. Predictions. Here we go. Predictions. Kev, you're going to go first. This week, we're going to go Aston Villa versus Wolves. Aston Villa to finish in the top six is 10 to 3 with Coral. Right, Kev, what are we saying? Aston Villa Wolves. Aston Villa Wolves. Is Greenish going to be back? So I think it's going to shade it. Villa. Villa to win. 1 0. JC. Um, I'm going to go with draw, Tom. Because the draws have done me well. Now. I know, yeah, I'm loving them now, aren't I? You, I'm winning. You love a draw, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't want to upset anybody, no. I want to go Wolves. I want to go Wolves. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I want to throw Wolves in there. Okay, this is the big one. Derby games for you. This would be Kevin. Right, Man City versus Man United. Man City to win Ooh. 4-0, 22 to 1. So also, now, this is mad. Man City, so we said this, a quadruple was 20 to 1. A couple of weeks ago, that was a Joe Cole price. Joe Cole made that price. Special price there from Coral there. <laughs> I might have cost them a fortune if they do it. That's my contract gone for next year. Kiss goodbye to the podcast. <laughs> it's eight to one now, Joe. 
Yeah, Coral, I'm surprised, mate. Man, they look good. So, what are we saying, Kev? Man City versus Man United. <laughs> oh, they're on fire, aren't they? Um, got a feeling I'm going to go for a draw. Hmm? On one. JC. Or draw. Man City, mate. Man yeah, City. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. I, I'm not going to even dare to go against you on that. I'm going to go Man City. I just think, right. You have to. They're you? going to be amazing. Okay. Here we go. Finally. West Ham versus Leeds. Coral odds. West Ham to finish in the top four is now nine to two. I never ever thought in I'd ever say in March. <laughs> say that. That's, that's in March. Yeah, insane. Jeez. Um uh, Patrick Bamford to make the England squad for the Euros is now six to one. Like you actually. I like mm. Patrick Bamford. I think he he's can a good young player. He, he can good. finish. Yeah. He can finish. Yeah, yeah. His build up play is good as well. I think he, he mm. could Right. Kevin, West Ham leads. Don't worry about upsetting you, Kev. Don't worry about upsetting No, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to burst the bubble. I think they're going to they're win that one. I think um, both teams to score. I'm going to go 2-1 Wow, West Ham. He's got proper in there. JC. West Ham. Watching them at the weekend, mate. It's, it, they're all wrong for, for Leeds. Strong, solid. I think Leeds... I think, I, I think it might be a tricky end to the season for Leeds as well. I think... I'm really impressed with what they've done, but I think West Ham will get the job done. Uh, well, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't even have to say it, West Ham for me. <laughs> of course, mate. Um, yeah. If yeah. West Ham were playing and, and Real you know Madrid, what? Brazil were 1970, and this Man City team <laughs> all at the same time, big man will always back West Ham. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think we'll, I think there'll be a, f- a few goals in there as well. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think over over three goals, over four goals in that game for us, Sam. I think we'll we'll, we'll it'll be a, it'll be a cracker, right? Anyway, listen, what, what a, honestly, what a chinwag, Kevin. It's been great having you on the show. I thoroughly enjoy and, and we've covered, this is of all the ones we've done, Joe. We've covered football, <laughs> we've covered gardening, and we've covered yeah. homeschooling. Um, me and oh, JC really, are yeah. really... Which, and DIY, I wanted to give like a shout-out to the, I wanted to give a shout out to the mums and dads. I've got to give a shout-out yeah. to them. Yes, hang in there. 8th of March. <laughs> I'm going to be doing the, a I'm week. going to be doing the worm... All the way up to the school <laughs> gates with the kids. As a special treat, as a special <laughs> treat, wait. we will be putting up a video of JC doing the worm. Um, <laughs> Kevin Davis has been an absolute joy chatting to you. Joe Carl, as Thanks, always, Kevin. I'll see you next week. Legend, You've been listening to legend. All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. <laughs>